as we have begun what's up to our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother loving geek nation you're currently tuning into the cult pop podcast episode 801 uh we're just a group of humans who talk about comics and movies and tv and a once monthly roundup of current comics on the stands right now i'm your host johnny destructo of johnny destructo's hero complex which is located 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a super rad shop that caters to the nerdy and the nerd adjacent. Come give us your money and I'll give you some cool shit. Joining me tonight are Brian Lieb. Hey, you guys are human? Dude, that's so crazy. I was raised as a human as well. <laughs> this, is, this is wild. Raised as? Yeah. So what's wanna, up? Do you want to tell us anything? Like, do you want to tell us anything? Uh, I would love to. Anyway. We don't have time, though. <laughs> no, Montochi is also here. Hi, human. Raised as, as well oh, as identifies as. Interesting. Hmm. Spatially. Spatially? As species. Spatial. Thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing, you should like and comment, subscribe, and share, and get in the chat and freaking say stuff so that we can say hi back. You can email us at cultspopgo at gmail.com. Uh, just like this fella did. Oh. Christopher St. Saucy. Good night, wrote us in. <clears throat> he asks some questions. What do we got? Hopefully we will have some answers. Question number one. And we're going to go through an answer as we go. <clears throat> What's the best prank you ever thought of? Were you successful in pulling it off? No. Uh No. I, I, I have pulled so few pranks in my, in my waking life that I can't even think of any that I was proud of or whether the, I was proud of the inception of and or the execution. I, I, Mm. I'm so prankless. It's not worth mentioning. I think that I probably did some April Fool's jokes at least. 25 to 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any. At a time. Right. (laughs) JD. Um, When I worked at Friendly's, which is an ice cream restaurant chain, I I worked at what was called, uh, what was it called? The bar? It's not the, the bar, the ice cream bar. So I was the one who was making the Sundays. And so my brother and his family came in and I thought instead of he ordered a big Sunday with a lot of scoops of ice cream in it. And instead of scoops of ice cream, I would replace all the scoops of ice cream with balled up pieces of paper and then cover it, cover it with all the different Mm. toppings. Okay. He was not tickled. He didn't think it was funny. No. Wait, I thought it was hilarious. Did you not get him a regular Sunday after that? Oh, of course. Afterwards, I made him a regular Sunday. Yeah. 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 He didn't get into it. All right. And that was I mean, your last or just that's a real. prank? That was a prank. I'm not a, I'm not a big prank a big star, yeah, yeah. I I think there's a real fine line. Not to sound like, uh, like a, a little baby about it, but I think there's a real fine line to like pranks and just straight up bullying. And I've yeah. never felt comfortable with pranks. Yeah. Personally. I, for instance, when somebody says, look over there, and then they're like, made you look. It's like, Yeah. Of course, I look. Yeah, because we have a social. Yeah, we have we we currently have a social contract where if you ask me to do something, I will take it in good faith and do something. I thought there was a reason. What's funny? What's funny? Yeah, I did. You know what? I I have done that so many times. Uh What's that over there? Generally, if someone if I'm if I'm with someone and I'm friendly with them Hmm. enough to do this, I will be talking to them and then I'll be looking at them straight at them and then I'll just sort of go. 
and that'll be enough to get them to do this, mm. at which point I'll steal their French fries. Oh. <laughs> and they'll look back, oh, and yeah, I'll just yeah, put a mouthful of French fries. So <laughs> if, if and when you'd ever pull that with me, I would just assume you got lost in a thought. Like, yeah. I would not, I would not <laughs> yeah. try and, like, what are you looking at? Do you need something else of attention? Yeah. It would be more. It would be more a clue that, like, you just lost the thread of what I am probably spending yeah. way too much time explaining. That's all. <laughs> That's funny. And then I would punch you and eat your French fries. Yeah. yeah. Fries are or so just, part of or you know what? Honestly, just ask. I'll give you fries. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> invariably, invariably, everyone's like, you could just ask me. You, you could just have some. And I'm like, no, it's more fun this way. <laughs> you should do it so when you already kink. have it's fries. It's a kink. I think is the best. It's a kink. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kink. Yeah, the, it's the uh, it's the chase, not the uh, not the acquisition. I that's, get it. That's how I, I start yeah. every intimate relation with my wife. <laughs> What's that? Baby. <laughs> 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 uh, Robert Monroe is in the chat saying, "When my wife and I were dating, I acted depressed <clears throat> a week before April Fool's Day. She kept asking what was wrong, and I'd say nothing or I don't want to talk about it." That's the prank. There's no second part. Oh, is that, <laughs> and then I went to a therapist. Right. And now yeah. I got better yeah. after a few years. Or, or no, yeah. just that's the prank. Haha, <laughs> got her. She thought I was depressed for a week. <laughs> what an idiot. Nailed Cared. it. That'll her. <laughs> and then she I'm said assuming yes. there's another comment to follow this up. <laughs> no, I don't, you know what? Shouldn't be. I hope that's the Shouldn't end of it. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some I made her other care about my feelings. What an idiot. <clears throat> um... What's your favorite Halloween costume from when you were a kid? When I was a kid, oh, who wants I to go first? Invisible Man one year, and I thought Ooh. it worked really well. I had like a trench coat and a hat, sunglasses, and all wound up in the in the wrappings. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to go next. Oh yeah, um, Invisible so Man. So mine, no. <laughs> However, the 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 October of nineteen ninety one. I went as Dark Man. Oh, I was awesome. Ob- I was obsessed with the movie. So bandages, yeah. a fedora, a trench coat, a button-down shirt, That's and cool. every single dumb fucking person in the world thought I was the Invisible Man. Mm. And I was I mean to be inc- fair, no. I was that, incredibly that, upset with it. When you're when yeah. you're 8, yeah. Everyone should know what you love and just yeah. understand it. Like or I sorry, I was, maybe, I was 10, I think. Yeah, no, I was 10. Even, even more so. I it just it made uh, it was my favorite costume. I think I yeah. still have a Polaroid somewhere in my parents' house. It was Did the best thing. Did anybody get it? Was anybody like, oh, nope. Dark Man? No, that's awesome. I no just one. I just explained it to every single person. That's, that blows. You should do it again. Yeah. I've thought of revisiting a cool costume. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people would probably still think you're the Invisible Man, but I'd you probably, might be able yeah. to. I would know, and JD now too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was uh, when T2 came out, Terminator 2 came out. I had, I got the whole, there was a whole makeup set that you could get. And it made it look like half of your face was the T1000. Uh, that's cool. And so you would put all this putty on and you yeah. put a prosthetic <laughs> on with like a glowing red eye. Um, it was awesome. That's cool. Uh, I mean, it, and it started to fall apart 20 minutes into my trick-or-treating. Sure. Um, yeah. Which was a super bummer. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, Sounds really cool. Robert continues his story. Mm. Finally, on 4-1, April Fool's Day, she was beside herself. That's when I told her I had to tell her something, but I didn't feel comfortable, so I booked us on the Jerry Springer show. She freaked out yelling, no, nothing is ever good on the Jerry Springer show. That's and the long game. That's I, well, game. And you guys you, are now married. Wait, did you? Did you <laughs> that's, how did we, you that's how I proposed. Did you go to the, Spring, <laughs> did you go to the Springer show? Would, I mean, I feel like we just keep escalating this yeah. over the course of a couple of months. <laughs> a couple of months? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, uh, he continues, what's your go-to costume as an adult? I've got a go-to costume that I wear. Sometimes I'll even wear it on a year where I, like, make another costume, but I'm wearing this to a work event or something like that. Um, a hat that I constructed yep. several years ago. Yeah, it's like a bowler <clears> hat. And mm-hmm. it's got a, a window into a brain and little curtains on a golden rod uh, tied back, like, as in a museum or something like that. Um, and uh, I sometimes wear it with just regular clothes or, and originally, it was with a suit. 
uh, in like a black suit or a white jacket or there's variations, but that's my mm-hmm. go-to Halloween costume. It fell apart though recently. I'd have to remake it oh. and do it again. That's all right. I've, it's, this is the second one anyway. No, I don't have one. Um, no go-to. As much as I as much as I love just Halloween and spookies and horror movies and stuff, I actually don't like dressing up in costume. So, oh really? Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, so I support it and love it and go to parties and everyone's pretty chill that I'm just me and yeah. enjoying it. I, I like being a bystander. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really yeah, like going to say that. anything now. Yeah. No one. You go in like low level costumes sometimes. Like uh, the last time I dressed up, the last time I dressed up, I literally just wore my own clothes and had a yeah. word balloon uh, yeah. that said, that's cool. Well, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, my wife and I, my wife went as the pink tax. She just wore a lot of pink things and then attached a lot of um, things that are upcharged for no fucking reason, just because they're pink or for ladies on herself. And I went as a mansplainer, and I just had a word balloon that said, "Well, actually," and I just carried it around everywhere. That's it. Like, I, yeah, that's that's pretty much my go-to. <laughs> Nothing. I was at that party, and I was Sam Hain from. Um, yeah. So, Trick or Treat, the movie Trick or Treat. Swain, Samane, Sam, Sawin, Sawin. Yeah, I recently learned it was pronounced Sawin. Like, know. yeah, Sawin is ah, love it. But the character's name is Sam. Right, Hain, right, right. So, yeah. you know what? You know what uh, I learned. My go-to back uh, back when I was an adult, before I was this adult, I was a younger adult <clears throat> when the um the crow first came out good. i went like three years in a row as the crow cool. i was all about that fucking movie <laughs> you probably you know what i watched it not too long ago holds up still yeah. holds up Does it? still holds up yeah even shows. aesthetically because they use a lot of matte paintings and mm. actual sets like there's no mm. it was before the time of like early awkward cgi so like it's there still sh- it works. There was a crow show. There was a crow show where a similar thing had happened yep. to another person. With well, it's a the same very character. Similar thing. Oh, I thought it's, it was just nope. It's Eric oh, okay. Draven. Uh, it was Mark Dacosta. So I think it was like one season. Oh, yeah, I never yeah. saw it. Was it good? Uh, no. I liked it, it but oh. I mean, not like, not like you should check it out because it's a masterpiece. Like it was just like you know sci-fi during the middle of the day kind of it summer was, TV. It yeah. was as it wasn't as good as the Highlander TV show. Oh, I like that show too. But yeah. it because it was actually a good show. Um, yeah. But it was better than some of the actual uh, Crow movie sequels, direct-to-video yeah, movie sequels. Those movie so like, sequels were rough. So it's like you know, pick your poison, yeah. Yeah. garbage or let's yeah, watch it all. I realize we could be having this conversation off air, but was it the same story as the movie just spread out over a season? Okay. Gotcha. You know what I realized about uh, that that go-to hat? I think last year, a lot of people, some people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. And other people are like, what's going on? And I realized that because it's a bowler hat with even a short brim and I'm taller than some people, they had no idea. They couldn't see it. They're just like, I'm wearing a bowler hat and that's like my costume. (laughs) Yeah, they couldn't see it. Uh, he has one last question. What is it? If you had to get a tattoo right now, yeah, what would it be? I would get a tattoo that gave me some sort of mystical or amazing powers, <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. Some a runes, man. yeah, some runes, some wor- yeah, yeah, like runes, a ward of some sort. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no clue. Uh, I've never, I've never, I, I've never had the compulsion. Um, Come back to well, me. While you're thinking, yeah. I um, I would love to have to get a tattoo right now because I keep putting it off because it costs money. But I have wanted to get a um, a tattoo commemorating my wife when we uh, first hung out. I went to go visit her in California, um, and the first time we really hung out by ourselves because she was dating my friend, um, and he was working uh, the night shift, and so she and I hung out by ourselves. She took me around L.A. And it was in October, and I was really into getting a pumpkin milkshake. So we scoured all of Los Angeles for a pumpkin milkshake and finally got one. So I'd really like to get a little illustration of a little pumpkin milkshake, either like either the milkshake itself with like a little on top, like a dollop of whipped cream, or I was thinking an actual pumpkin, but with a straw in it, orangina style. So. Interesting choice. Where would you put it? Thank you. 
Uh, ooh. On um, the dick. Right. Yeah, on the tip yeah. of my dick. Yeah. Oh, the tip. I was thinking jab, yeah. but so <laughs> your thing. Tell, tell like. <laughs> Size of the, for the visual for the audience that's watching, um, say yeah. when size of uh, milkshake. Just take your dick out. That's it. <laughs> 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 no, it's the theater of the mind. Um, uh, I, you know what? I, I, did not, I, just, I did not expect that to come from Brian. <laughs> I decide. I decide. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be realistic sketches of my two cats right here on my chest. Just oh, like oh, with nice. fucking yeah. flames and wings. Oh, realistic. Down to my shoulders. Oh, real, that's cool. Realistic yeah. flames and realistic <laughs> well, wings. Well, I actually, I, cool. I want to, uh, I want my cats on fire. Hmm. Oh, okay. Like, are they in uh, control would it be bat, of the fire? bat wings or angel wings? Angel wings. Angel wings, yes. Uh, so think of it as like a, so the realistic cats in the front. And to accentuate the image, we've got wings and flames. Just like, hmm. you know, 3D. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Robert Monroe says, I have a horror makeup book from the early 60s <clears> that had instructions for a zombie. I wore it to a Halloween party and people said it was so disturbing that they couldn't look at me. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Good job. That's good. Kind of dope. well applied. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tonight marks the 801st episode of the Cult Pop Podcast, which will be our final Monday night live stream. We will be taking off next Monday, which is actually Halloween, and we're going to be returning Wednesday, November 2nd for a potentially exciting all-new Cult Pop podcast experience. For now, the details and surprises regarding the rebooted show will be kept under wraps, uh, but if you pay attention to our socials for the next week and change, we'll be posting some teases as well as opportunities to participate. Until then, though, don't read the solicits. Don't watch the trailers. Don't look for spoilers. Just meet us here Wednesday, November 2nd, and you won't be disappointed. Now, Noel wrote that. I'm just reading it. I can't promise you won't be disappointed. I can. Uh, if you're okay. here, the bar will be slightly higher. You won't be disappointed. It's fine. Still the, uh, uh, oh, still you're the happy same now. time. We, still the well, same time, says Robert. Um, it uh, might be a touch earlier. Yeah, a touch. We're so, thinking like 8.30, yeah, maybe? Yeah, probably going to be 8.30. Um, but we have not yet fully decided, we're, but I guess we've we yeah, we now decided. Well, we're aiming for 8.30 to 10, uh, a 90-minute show. Yeah. yeah. All right. But like with all new things, we're going to feel it out. We're going to figure out what works, yeah. and we're going to just kind of like establish it over the course of a couple of weeks. Just hang with us, Robert. Do it. Uh, hey, no. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm here. What's there's, up? Th- listen, uh, I've, I haven't seen yeah. you in a little bit. Like I uh-huh. saw you yesterday, but I haven't seen you today. It's been uh, and what's been on my mind hours. all day. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to ask you yep. what you've been up to this week, huh? Huh? Oh, um, what you've been up to this week, huh? huh? Um, I, uh, I've been up to a couple of things, but there's only two things that I think are worth really talking about. Um, the first <laughs> one being, I finally finished the first season of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Um, it was, it was really wonderful. I don't know if oh. either of you guys are watching it or have finished it. Um, the first two or three episodes was a lot of table setting. Um, but then they really, really dug in around episode four and it didn't stop. And there were some genuine surprises and twists at the end. Uh, like characters just kind of reveal themselves, a couple of mysteries. And it's it, it, it ended on a really exciting note. So... I'm I'm in uh, like I could totally see going back like a couple of years from now and yeah season one was a uh, solid but season two through four were fucking dope not unlike nice. the Lord of the Rings movies where the first one's just a lot of table setting a lot of setup and then just ends really well it's kind of what this was like those books but yeah are tough, it, like it really doesn't get going until book three <clears throat> you know of the well book books. Series. Book two is hella difficult, too, because when they break the fellowship up, it's written as two uh, separate books with so alternating dry. chapters. Yeah. So, like, uh, you have to read, like, if uh, you're really invested yeah. in, in Sam and Frodo, you still got to read through two chapters. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. the, the book doesn't intercut. Yeah. The yeah. show doesn't have that problem. Um, there's a lot of very appealing subplots. And it, what's cool about it is that it's it's still... It harks on things that are similar to fans. Like it, it's based off of the 
written history of Middle Earth from thousands of years ago. So they make allusions to stuff that you already know from like the beginning of the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, like when they tell a story of Middle Earth. But it still is really enjoyable and entertaining because you don't either you don't know if you know all the details, then show's not for you. Uh, you you've read it and memorized it. It's fine. Uh, but it still has some really fun surprises. Is yeah, it something that has been published before? No, I thought they were making um, up more of their the mechanic, stuff. Like. The mechanics of it has. So, like, oh, okay. it's based off of the appendices and the Silmarillion, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's in there, it was just like, this yeah. happened, this and this person did this and this and that. And they're filling in all the gaps with new yeah. characters that hmm. interact with those characters and stuff. So, like, I like the Silmarillion. A lot of people yeah. do not, but well, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's history. It's, it's like it's a history. Textbook. History. Yeah. From Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, but right the, you, that is, you might like uh, the show. Rings yeah. of Power on Prime Video. Go watch it, says Noel. Uh, Check it out. The other, says Noel. The other thing that I started playing was Marvel Snap. Have you guys seen this or tried it yet? Yeah. I don't know about it. It's a mobile game. It's on iOS and Android. The only reason why I know about it is because there was a really funny commercial on TV about it. I am not a gamer. And I wouldn't consider mobile games really gaming. It's just things that you do passively between moments. Sure. But it's this really easy, really fun card battle game where you just build a deck and constantly just play against other players. And it's fun as hell. It's very really? easy and really fun. Yeah. Like, I know a uh, um, friend of the show, Brandon, is playing it. Yeah. It's I will I'll, I'll gush with him about it next Sunday. It's it's a really fun, low impact game. Uh, a lot of times I find myself with an extra, like not enough time to do anything intense, but enough time to get bored, right? So something yeah. like this that's just in and out. And it's really nice. But yeah, for I would me totally that's suggest. about three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could do it while watching the kid because it's low impact. Anyway, that's uh, all I've been up to. Right on. Well, hey. Brian. Hey, how's it going? What have you been up to this week, huh? Uh, I watched the uh, the centenary special and regeneration episode of the of the Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who. Um, it's the centenary of the BBC, it, not the show. The 60th anniversary. I'm sorry, what show. is the word you're saying? 60th. Uh, the 100th anniversary. The centenary. Mm. Sorry. Or in written centenary. I've heard or read. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. Um, I never heard it. I don't think before the BBC talking, started talking about their centenary special. Um, anyway, this was, I think the best episode of this doctor so far. And well, and that's it. So this yeah. is the best, this is her best. <laughs> Just episode. in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in time. Um, Aww. she had some cool moments. I think the show writing failed her i think she was great as the doctor and the show was not great unfortunately um but she was really good in this um and the story was very cool i stayed off of the internet and social media all day today um hoping to avoid confirmation of one thing that i thought was going to happen then there was a bunch of other stuff that I did not think that was going to happen was pretty cool too. And then some things that were not big spoiler moments. They were just awesome Dr. Who moments. Um, great. Uh, the guy playing the master, um, I thought was mm. better than he'd been in any other appearance too. He's and, only, yeah. he's only appeared like three times, right? Yeah. Not much. There's mm. yeah. Like I think he was in one larger story, but you didn't see him very much. Um, but he, it was, it was her season 12. Like she was, he was the first two episodes of season 12, and then he came back Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finished. Yeah, I didn't think he was that great until this episode either, and it was cool. And um, yeah, I also, the thing that I thought was going to happen in one way or another happened in a way, and I thought it was very cool. And uh, I'm not going to be giving away anything here. But um, I'm very excited to see what's up. The showrunner who did the re- the return back in like 2005 is back. So I'm hoping he's got a lot of new cool ideas. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, love, I, I adore Doctor Who. I, we made our 
our, at the front door of our house. TARDIS oh, blue. Yes. Like yes. I, um, but to your point, like we've kind of fallen off and it has nothing to do with Jodie Whittaker. I thought she was, yeah. she was awesome. absolutely phenomenal, but the show yeah. started feeling non-vital and pretty mid. It just felt mid. Like, um, it, there was random episodes that were really, really good, but they abandoned uh, full story, full arcs for that first season, and it was just like, okay, uh, it didn't really feel very vital to catch every single episode right away, and then just kind of fell off, and it doesn't feel like it ever really recovered. No, and they didn't really, they didn't really focus on her that much. No. you know, there was there no. Were, it's like they were afraid to. Like, yeah, they it, they, they kept tacking on more companions they kept tacking yeah. on more guests of the week it's like they were afraid to just focus on her as yeah, like, uh, like the source of gravitas the show like the major person in the room my stepdad pointed out how unfortunate um but that she embodied a number of negative female stereotypes that women would want to move away from you know in in general in positive representation um, you know, like she's kind of off putting her own importance and power, you know, and the whole flat team structure thing with her, with her companions, mm. um, it, just in general. And it's like, this is the wrong time to do that. You know, I didn't, I didn't ever catch up on those vibes. Uh, but mm. I do, I, I did think that a lot of times when she, made mention of there was a lot of times when they had side characters come in and they would not address her they would address Graham or something like that and and right. they would make jokes about it after the third or fourth time it was like I get it mm. okay like she never really stepped in front of the group right and I, I like she's awesome but I they just yeah they she, did I think like I mentioned yeah. that the, the whole flat team structure, you know, she kept saying, yeah. no, we're all equals. And it's like, no, you're the no, doctor. You're, not. you're yeah. the doctor. You're the one who knows what's going on <laughs> and we'll fix this problem. Um, yeah. But her last bit was, was cool in parts, the uh, flux, like six, uh, six episode series. And then this was great. And uh, who knows what will be in the future. They often well, try to get doctors back. For, uh, I, I won't. I won't spoil it, but I did see the regeneration, um, mm. and they are returning. They're not returning until next November. I know, right? For wow. three episodes. Yeah. So in the interim year, um, I'm going to try and finish. I'm going to try and finish her run because we fell off. But mm. uh, my wife has never watched Tenet's run. Oh. And it seems to be a really good time to go ahead and kind of reintroduce so. her to that. Yeah. I mean, she, so she's seen like Matt she started Smith with Smith. She started oh. with Smith, uh, most of Capaldi, and I showed her some Tenet episodes yeah, as yeah. background. So like the River Song episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, she's never watched Tenet all the way through. Oh my! All right, it's good stuff. It's yeah, very good. Yeah, well, anyway, I mean, we were just rewatching it. We've what are you we bored we bored JD, JD enough. Like, JD, what have you been up to this week? Yeah. Oh well, speaking of Doctor Hoomst. Uh, Matt Smith, I have been uh, watching Game of Thrones House of the Dragon, which is streaming on HBO Max. I loved Game of Thrones. We used to get together with friends, groups of friends, specifically just for Game of Thrones night. Uh, I did not have as big a reaction to the finale as a lot of people did as in terms of hatred and disgust and uh, anger. I was just like, oh, that was pretty good. That was fine. And then I went on with my life. Uh, so I but I also was not really looking forward to more. I was like, okay, I guess I've, we've had this ride and it's fun. So when house of the dragon came out and I was like, also, I don't really care about the Targaryen Targaryens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Targaryens are like my least favorite. I don't really care about those guys. So uh, the fact that it was a Targaryen show, I was like, ah, all right. We put it on and I was immediately back into it. Mm. I was immediately like, oh, okay. The music started playing the dun, 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 dun. And I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> so I've only watched two episodes, maybe three. No, two. Maybe three. Three. Uh, and three. Uh, I watched three. Uh, even though recently the finale just happened, right? Oh. Last night. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm too behind. So I, uh, my wife and I have really been enjoying the House of the Dragon. Nice. Um it's, have, it's a lot of fun, and Matt Smith is awesome in it. Brian, have you watched it at all? 
I am not. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm a little more interested in Lord of the Rings, but mm-hmm. I felt like the original Game of Thrones the whole time. I'm like, when are they gonna get to the like the magic and stuff, right? And they oh, right. never uh, really go into that. Yeah, that's they never not, really do. That's not a and feature of the show. No, uh, yeah, but it's it's not really a feature of the show. It's just it's a thing yeah, that some like can do. I think I only like yeah. only the the one red priestess ever really practiced I mean, magic during the course of the show. Any any kind of magic stuff, like you know the girl in the book who can turn into a bear or the white walkers or you know when's that gonna really explode yeah and i didn't feel like it did and then the last season i never was into it as many people so i wasn't as upset either jd but i was like well, what the fuck was that you know what is going on here with this and i like many people which is weird so quickly after it was like eh, yeah that was over you know, never, yeah, now yeah, I never need was, to see that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I well, um, JD, we watched the finale together. I, I think like it didn't bother me at all. Like plot wise, everything lined up how it was supposed to, and I was okay with it. I think at that point, though, it had been eight seasons, the first four or five, which were entertaining but plotting. I was ready for it to be over. Like I was ready yeah. for an end. So I didn't care that they were like speeding things through things that they were right. getting to lands faster that they were doing jumps oh in i didn't time. care about I was that. like yeah let's roll yeah. that's cool yeah. i want to get i actually yeah. want to know how this ends let's go um well, and, the, and the episode before too like there was the last episode and the one before where the looming threat was taken care of yeah yeah, Rel- well, yeah it was relative ease <laughs> and then and then had nothing to do with the finale at all like so many different possibilities of what might well, be happening and like none of I, the more interesting ones seem to I, take place. I was pretty okay with that because it was a cool shock and then also there were mm. so many plot threads. Yeah. They needed to start, you know, they couldn't wait for one hour to like put them all in one. But um sure. yeah. before what we move off House of the Dragon. Yeah. This is one of those things where I enjoy it when it's on I can tell that it's incredibly impressive. All the actors are really, really good. Like, it's very tense. Visually, it's fantastic. But I don't always enjoy it. Like, Mm. the experience of it. Because I I hate all these people. I think they're doing terrible things. Um, And I I don't feel like I'm rooting for anyone. So it's, it's something that we do and I watch... But when it's not in front of me, I don't feel anything for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. There were a couple of, like, one or two times in Game of Thrones where I was like, am I done with this show because of what is happening yeah. in the show? Yeah. I invest, totally invested now. Eight episodes in. I'm going to finish it. I'm very interested yeah. in how it turns out. They keep doing time jumps, and it's just – I haven't decided if I really like that or don't. Because uh, you get – I do like that it feels a little different with that aspect than the original hmm. show. Right, right. When they start changing actors, it's it was difficult for me because mm. you get invested in faces and and choices, and then two episodes later, they are different faces and different choices mm. for the same character, and it's doesn't always or it's worked so far, but it's still it's kind of off putting. Like and then you know, like it's Game of Thrones, so they don't, they don't spoon feed you anything. It's just like pause. That's the same. That's the same person that was a kid an episode ago, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Like, like it's. Mm-hmm. It is an incredibly impressive show, and I'm very, I'm very excited about the finale, and we'll see what happens. But if there's a two year gap in between, I don't know if I'll continue. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, have, I have an interesting thing that has never happened before on what you've been up to this week, huh? JD, I have watched Bad Sisters now. Hey! Yes. Yes. The show that you spoke of earlier and loved, and I thought it was really great, too. Uh, Wonderful. Tomorrow and I were real invested. I think we finished the whole thing in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were really yeah, into we, it. We were we were watching it as a release, so we uh, were that, between yeah, each one, yeah, yeah. which was rough sometimes. It was nice to be able to be like, let's do it. And then last night, we did three in a row and stayed yeah. up really late. Because, you oh. know, you get to the second to last one, and you're like, well, how does it turn mm-hmm. out? You know? Yeah. Um, it was cool. I called the the who the 
you know, so whatever you. deal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Tamara called a little bit of the attendance stuff, but I'll tell you what, none of that. I wasn't, I really yeah. wanted to know who it was, but the whole way it played out. Now I'll tell you what, one character at one point accidentally does something that made the show less fun after that. You know, it was a big thing that the character mm-hmm. accidentally did um, that they were uh, very upset by. And uh, after that, it was like, oh, oh yes. man. Oh, yeah. Everything up to here was like frolicking in the murder. You know? And then shit got real. Shit yeah. got real. I was like, yeah. oh. Well, frolicking I'm, in the murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, it turned out well. paying attention. Really... Good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about frolicking through a field of murder. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree that that thing happened, and I was like, I was like, oh, all oh. right, yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I had seen, you know, the alerts come up on my phone um, that in the chat. I thought it said Len had watched. He did um, too. But that he was did you. also say that. No, he chimed oh, in great. also. Oh. Yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. only one still awesome. that hasn't watched it yet. Oh man. And I, I, I love Sharon Horgan. She's just so great. She is She's great. Big sister. Yeah. I happened to hear her on a podcast, like as we were watching the show. I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah. Send me that podcast if you think of it. I will. Um. All right. And then my other thing was, oh, speaking of sexy, sexy times, um, like House of the Dragon, which is not really sexy. There's a lot of like. Yeah, I mean, the dragons. It's incest. <laughs> it's, it's all incest. Really um. Interview with a Vampire has a new television show on AMC Plus. And uh, it is a retelling of the film or the book, I suppose. Uh, but it takes place in modern day. And we're just we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And actually, I'm not entirely sure what the relationship is. If someone could tell me this. I'm not sure what the relationship of this mo- TV show is to the movie. This Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and... Um, Antonio Banderas um, because at the end so the, the first movie the only the only movie is the first one um, well there were two movies Christian Slater is a, um, a journalist and one of the vampires is giving his story to the journalist who's writing a story about it and they're recording it on tapes and everything but in this show, that conversation between him and the journalist took place back in the 70s. And now they are revisiting the story. Mm. So I can't tell if it's actually supposed to be a sequel, a slightly rejiggered sequel to the movie. And now we're getting the real story. Because there was, you know, the, the journalist even says, you know, I was high back then. Um, there was holes in your story that I never followed up on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I've only watched the first episode because it was free on Shudder, I think it was, or something. And uh, it was very, very good. It was very gay. Like in the books and the first movie, Lestat and Louis are, it's very just sort of implied. They just kind of skirt around. Um, but this is like straight on having at it, mm. uh, which is which is kind of cool. Uh, they don't really shy away from it. It's it's gay as hell. So that's kind of cool. My um, understanding oh. is – go ahead. No, I'm just saying Christopher Goodnight says loving interview with a vampire. Uh, my understanding is that it's, it's not unlike Watchmen, how it's not a sequel or remake mm. or anything really mm-hmm. specific. It's just kind of like a reinterpretation continuation of the book. Great. So, so awesome. people that people that have watched the movie, they'll still kind of understand the, the context. People that have only read the book will still understand the context. And it's kind of like a continuation or just a what if only cool. from that starting point. Can I tell you? And guys? like in this, Louis is black. <laughs> Louis is a black um pimp, <laughs> basically, back uh, back in New Orleans Word. when he first becomes a vampire. <laughs> so um that's a very yeah, different Louis the Brad Pitt character. Yeah, he's a vampire. Oh, right. Louis not the. Can I tell um, you guys? My mind was uh, blown to realize that it is interview with the vampire. I learned recently, and oh, I was like, no, no, no. I mean, up until very recently, I was like, I would have sworn it was interview with a vampire. That's what everybody says. 
you know? Um, but then I started seeing it pop up, I guess because of the new show, duh. And I'm like, wait a second. And I looked it up, and that's what it is. I think everyone says interview, interview with, with a vampire. Interview you know? Vampire. It's not like there's just one vampire. I'm sorry, Christopher Goodnight says, I have a friend who isn't watching it because it's gay. Why? Oh, I, don't, I don't get sh- I don't understand shit like that, man. Hey, if, but it's if a they romance. Don't, who cares? If they don't want to watch it, it's not like they're actively discouraging or against it. But I don't understand. Well, it I don't either, know. But, but, well, yeah. no, I mean, uh, they're not necessarily, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, if... Hmm. No, not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's like, okay, okay, I, no, I will. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, so, as a straight male, I am yeah. titillated by opposite sex, m- mm-hmm. the majority opposite sex kind of uh, intercourse, right? Sure. Um, yep. So. This all tracks, go on. Yeah, so, so I've like. I've been there. So, if the goal of, the, of what I'm watching is just to titillate, it will be mm-hmm. straight yeah. porn. Or, or sure. just straight content. Sure. But if the goal is to just tell a story that involves heterosexual as a, and as and or just you know gay relationships or LGBTQ plus relationships, yeah, yeah. My intention is not to be titillated, so there's nothing that I should object to in that no. content. If you are watching it to be titillated and it's something else, then yeah, I don't want to watch it because it's gay. Because all I'm watching it for is to get off. Does that make sense? So, like yeah. somebody that's just like, I don't want to watch it because it's it's gay. It's what's your what's your intention? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do that either or abstain from it for that reason either. But yeah. I just mean like, I can't say now, someone is wrong for not wanting to watch in de- something. In defense, there's some yeah. content that I feel is not for me. Sure, it's not made for me. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. references that aren't like intended for me to understand there's yeah, books yeah. like that and there's there's music like that and there's movies like that so if somebody were like hey did you see this and i was like oh, I, I didn't think it was for me hmm. and then they say it they give me a heads up or a, yeah probably not okay i didn't watch it because it was xyz but uh but just just as a level it just seems really silly yeah i remember um uh someone on my wife's side uh was talking about um, queer storytelling. And mm-hmm. she wound up saying something like, oh, she, she questioned whether or not I would, oh, do you, uh, do you really want to watch like a gay gay romance? And I'm like, yeah, why not? It's a, ro- why, why wouldn't I? What's, it's a romance. What? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I was confused by the question. I yeah. was like, am I misreading this? Do I really want to watch it? It's, it's, it's got a gay romance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I don't. Yeah. I'm a human being. I am able to feel feelings. Yeah. I'm able to emphas- emphasize, yeah. not emphasize. Um, you can emphasize it. If emp- you like. Empathize, yeah. empathize yeah. with yeah. someone who's having feelings about someone, and just because it's another guy doesn't mean I can't translate that in my head to a woman. Like I yeah. can understand and relate to romantic feelings towards yeah. another human being, so yeah. it doesn't really bother me. I'd be way. happy for it. Like, All well, yeah, I'm like, oh together. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all like, yeah. uh, like if it's emotionally um, relatable, then all the details don't really matter. However, there are some things that I've read and seen where I do not understand the references, and/or I feel like, is this a thing? Uh, I something. It's on your shelf right now. Getting it together. It's oh it's, yeah. It's a very gay book, and it's just about gay relationships and and just a group of queer I've seen friends. Seen a grace. Yeah. They make a lot of references and a lot of jokes with a baseline that I just, just doesn't exist in my world. So I had to like look things up, and then some things I like. I it's it's like I was reading it, and I just knew like, oh, this hits somebody else a lot stronger than it hits me. Oh, um, same thing with Kieran Gillen. A lot of Kieran Gillen's books, right? Yeah, like it. It's it's almost like oh, this isn't really for me. I can tell that it's good, but they're they're making specific references to gay dating that I. Yeah. never heard before and or experienced so like that joke that's related to it that's not a joke for me uh, okay cool still yeah. a good book but stuff like that i could totally see being like Ugh. but i remember uh we're all the same age i remember growing up in intolerant places um 
and you had to go out of your way and or never got to see movies like um, Boys in the Hood or um, really anything from uh, John Singleton or the Hughes yeah. Brothers because they were considered black movies. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to go see a black movie? Not to be confused with um, Death Becomes Her, which was a black comedy. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, you know, li- living in, like, back. middle Florida, you yeah. know, there was no place to or you'd have to, like, travel outside of. And, like, they just mm-hmm. assumed you weren't for that audience, even though they were great movies and for everyone. Like, so I get it. It's it's annoying, but I get it. Uh, all right. That is what we've been up to this week. Huh? <clears throat> if you like the show and you're here, may- may- maybe you like the show, um, you should like and subscribe. You can join us on Facebook if you look for Cult Pop Podcast. You can become a patron to help us keep going, keep the lights on, keep this bisexual lighting on. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo, or you can come down to my shop, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. Or, well, I, as well as, so I made a, a shirt. I've, I've oh. been in Halloween mode, and I realized I never drew a Michael Myers t-shirt Never. so i actually went ahead and designed this michael myers t-shirt so it's like half michael myers you got a little bit of a skull in there you've got the crossbones which are actually butcher knives so this is my if you like halloween if you like michael myers even if you hated halloween ends um you hit me up they're twenty dollars i'll mail it to you what if you're a big fan of painted captain kirk masks then even better get one yeah 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 um so that's 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 the buzz that's buzz around town come get one um let's move on to our main review of the evening it is called redneck volume one deep in the heart it's an image comics publication it's written by donnie cates which is one of my favorite writers and i'm surprised i've never read this one uh with art by lisandro estherin estherin the solicitation is as, as follows. The Bowmans are vampires who have quietly run the local barbecue joint in their small town for years, living off cow's blood. Their peaceful coexistence ends as generations of hate, fear, and bad blood bubble to the surface, making it impossible to separate man from monster. So, oh, these, Noel's got it up on the screen. Oh, there it is. Um... I will also have it up on the screen in just a second. Boop, pop, beep, blurp, share. Splurts. It'll work. There it is. Redneck. <laughs> Deep in the heart. So my ver- very first thoughts uh, about this book are, this is fun. I like it. It shows us an emotional side to vampires that I don't think I've seen very often. Yeah. Uh, these vampires feel a little different than a lot of the ones that I've seen. And uh, it does remind me very much of another Southern story called Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron and uh, Jason Latour. Uh, even I think in the Southern Bastards, there's also a barbecue joint that's mm-hmm. run by uh, the protagonists or antagonists of the of the story. And it takes place in Texas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's just another in a long line of Donnie Cates and Jason Aaron connections. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think this is great. I actually liked volume one so much that I started reading volume two immediately. So what did you think? Noel, you're the one who told us uh, to read this. You forced our hand. Uh-huh. Tell us why. Um, uh, most of the reasons that you you – or you mentioned there was something. So this is, this is also a, a Donny Cates book that just kind of totally fell by the wayside for me. I didn't start reading it until it was 20 or like 30 issues in. Um, but I wanted to go back after reading God country, like look up his other image stuff. Oh yeah. yeah um, that's great. So I, I picked this first trade. Up. I think I picked up the first two trades and at Johnny they, Destructor's Hero Complex? At Johnny Destructor's Hero Complex. And they just sat on my shelf forever until I went on vacation. And I brought them with me on vacation. And I ate through both volumes 
in like a one and a half sittings in on a beach. Um, it is, it's immediately, uh, I, we'll talk about the art in a second, it's, which I'm not a huge fan of, but Same. the characterizations, the interplay between the characters, the stage that they set with the, this everyday life of just vampires. Um, and they have the same, like uh, when other vampire fiction, there's kind of like a uh, exalted kind of uh, aesthetic to it. Where like I've lived mm. so long that I have so many things and I am of a certain era. And this is the same thing, but it's a completely different culture that has been around mm. for so long. Like this is... You know, like we're used to European vampires. These are these are fucking Texans. These are Mexicans and Texans. And they have their own culture that has gone on for however many hundreds of years. And they've got this like yeah. Hatfield McCoy kind of thing going on with uh, a bloodline of pastors. And it, it like it was it took all the tropes that Explain I was Explain the Hatfield to. McCoy connection. Uh, it's a it's a famous uh, family that were enemies for generations in the Middle America, Midwest, Midwest. Is that a generational thing? It's generational. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's too bad. The Montagues and the Capulets, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's too. They they put their uh, differences aside at the end of it, and that is why Romeo and Juliet is called a comedy. One of his comedies. In that time, it was a story that starts bad and ends well. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, I know, they, I know. It was. I, I thought it was a laugh riot. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I that's mean, the definition of the older definition of comedy. I know. Is, I'm kidding. Oh, I gotcha. That's oh, terrible, JD. That you would you would find this suicide pact uh, funny, but it's so, hilarious. <laughs> so redneck. Um, I. Yeah. I just I just fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with Bartlett. Mm. Um, I mm. fell in love with these characters you have right here, the um, the purveyors of the uh, barbecue place that they have. They're, how this world of vampires treats familiars, how this world of vampires treats their revenue, how they treat just how they exist in the community was really, really cool. And, you know, not much of a spoiler, but Donny Cates kind of gets you used to their regular world and then rips it away at the end of this volume. He sure does. He sure um, does. Which is just such a wonderful fun story trope because it doesn't feel there a lot of times i'll read stories where they do that and it feels desperate just to shock you and here it didn't feel desperate it felt like this is just the beginning and he does keep paying that off in later volumes where this book never lets you really rest on a status quo i know i noticed that in the second volume too i was like oh shit another change that's big oh god it's it's just it's just continuously effective and i i I love it, despite its flaws. It's it's a very strong book. I like it a lot. Ryan, what say uh, you about Redneck? I say one? I liked it as well. Um, ah. Yeah, I got into it pretty rapidly, um, and it was it was one of those books that kind of starts off, and before you know it, all kind of stuff has happened. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, here we are in the normal world, and now this is big thing is happening, and and what have you. And you're getting introduced to a lot of stuff. I thought they pretty masterfully worked in the backstory of the main character. Um, Like they introduce him in a relatable, emotional way and then give you the the whys and hows of of how he's with the vampires and who he was before. Um, And it's really well done. Uh, I agree about the art. The art is fine for this story. It's not taking me so far out of it, but I'm not super into it either. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah it's, it services the story. It doesn't really accentuate it. Uh, the art's not yeah. the feature. It's just right. functional. It's, if it were like a superhero story, I would probably dislike the art, but mm. given the tone of this, of this tale, it's fine. You know, it works okay. Um, the I did have a, a couple of thoughts that I thought were interesting. The new vampires are stronger is an interesting wrinkle. Like yeah. That's an unusual thing that I don't know if it pays off later or if it was just for this. But uh, like you said, J.D., that's a different take on vampires. They are not 
they're not into going around killing people. It also doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that's that strange of a thing in this vampire. You know, a lot of times vampires in stories are have renounced killing or whatever, but they're like the only one where then they battle all of the other vampires. Um, so we'll see, you know, the next volume could have this that, that's well, completely wrong. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I don't think it's a spoiler. This is this is kind of a scenario. This is kind of a universe where they are just another other, mm. right, right, not predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to their community, it's, they're just you know they live in the sticks and they keep to their own and they've got rules and they're just the other. And they seem like well, you f's with them. They f's right. with you back. Right. Yeah. But they also seem a little worried about like. Hey, if we start killing a bunch of people, oh yeah, the humans are very capable they've, of taking us out in the modern times. They've you know? been through this. They've been through this, and, and you know, it's like a they they're it's very subtle in this first volume, and it gets mm. a little bit more so. But these characters, they have lived multiple lives, and they've mm. been different people at different mm. times. So mm. the who's the patriarch's name? I forget the. The older guy with grandfather the grandfather or the... No. Uh, JT? JV. JT. So like JV, the relationship... JV. JV. The relationship between JV and Bartlett is mm-hmm. what it is now. Yeah. It used to be something else. Mm. Maybe something else in the future because they've lived different lives at different times. So, you know, Bartlett is introduced as kind of a meek, um, want-no-trouble character. That's not who he is to his core. And the story takes its time to kind of reveal that, which is just oh. super wonderful. Yeah. See, I, you we were talking about it, you know, early before we started rolling, um, you had said that it's an interesting main character, Bartlett. You were surprised that he was the main character. And so was I, because he's sort of a cowardly. Yeah. Yeah. Fella. Yeah. yeah. So I guess he wasn't always this like one. Don't Bart- no trouble, like Noel said. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and and that is like the real him. It's just, you know, he got to that place of I don't want no right, trouble. Right, right. And it's, then being able to have children is a different thing about yeah, that. Yeah. So, Pretty cool, right? You know, yeah. It, took, it yeah. took me a little while to understand and figure out what was happening just because I'm not used to that being something that vampires do. And they even yeah. make reference, like, it's not so easy, but it happens. Um, but, yeah, that that was interesting. Yeah, I, there's I a little girl who's one of the main characters. She's part of the mm-hmm. family. And... Mm-hmm. Through most of the book, Period. I had to keep reminding myself, oh, right, she is right, she's like actually the age that she yeah. – yeah, what's that? I think she says she's 60. 60. Right. Um, I kept thinking that – I was like, who in this family would turn a little girl at like 12 years old? Like, oh, right, no, she's actually right. just like their child. She's actually right, right. an actual child. Right. Yeah. Um, vampire, yeah. And they even think of – they mention uh, Slap and the other ones. They're like, ah, they're just teenagers. Mm-hmm. And they're like – they're hundred some years old, and they're like, "That's yeah. nothing." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think actually, um, I, I think slap the, the the older guys are sixty, aren't they? I thought she was sixty, and they're like a hundred something. But oh, maybe they don't go super either way. Yeah. yeah, they're older than they appear to human standards. Yeah, um, I thought so. They they make a point to say that humans wear black at funerals, but vampires wear red. And then the funeral that they have, they're not all wearing red. And I thought that that was an unusual choice, right? Like they kind of hammer it. And then some of them are wearing red, but they're not all. And it doesn't seem to be a story point. Well, if I may, Brian. You may. I don't think that that was literal. I think what what that is saying is that if one of ours dies, they they tell this story a couple of times too. They will f everyone up. They sure. they will kill. They will raise a town if one of their guys dies. They will raise an entire town because they might not get the guy who really killed them. So we got to kill everybody in this. They do town. say that. So yeah, you don't want to mess around with something like that. How did you? Yeah. How did so you that's how think? I took. We wear red. Is that yeah. they will bathe in the blood of everyone in town if you f with them? Oh, I thought it was like a vampire customs. Sort of, you know, like we were no, just, just brutality <laughs> zero to 60, yeah. essentially. Um, how did you guys feel about the twist at the end of this? What was the, the twist about the reveal the, of well, the killer? Um, oh, it didn't seem like I mean, I, I thought it was fine, I, I thought it was cool. I wasn't like beside myself with shock, yeah, like, <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was very <laughs> surprised that, that that was that. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, he took him out. Um, yeah. and, and in a pretty badass way, he uh, 
leaps into the into the sun. Oh, I, I um, also really like mosquito. That was interesting. The mosquito. Yeah, it's yeah. a tiny little it's a tiny yeah, yeah. little bit, but I noted it. I was like, that was fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's just a close-up of a mosquito landing on someone's arm, and then it drinks for a second, it flies off, it hits the sun and explodes because yeah. it drank a vampire's blood. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. <laughs> Who's what's like the name of battles. the What's the name of the uh the new vampire or the you know the the preacher, the Oh, Landry. 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 Luke, Landry. That was uh, quite an unexpected turn. That's a cool, that was uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, conflict that gets carried yes. over. Like, yeah. that is such a, like, mortal enemy now having this kind of power. So do you protect and teach or do you, like, it's just, this book is cool. I, and and I'm, having, I'm shocked that it's so under the radar still. Like, it's still same. going. Especially it's Donnie Cates. Yeah. Why is I mean, no one talking about this book? I feel we're like it probably about it. does well, but we're no, talking it, about it, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's on hiatus too. So like, there's five trades out, or maybe six, five, five trades out, um, and it was. I think they're in the middle of the last arc, but this is not a. This is not anyone's priority. Like yeah. this comic, everyone that's working on it, it's their side gig. So. Yeah. I don't know. Another, I, I, another book that this kind of reminds me of is um, it's a good sister book to this is called Moonshine, which is mm. so this is redneck and the the pun being of course rednecks in the south, but also werewolves? rednecks from from um, yes right. from you know being bit, yeah. but also Moonshine is prohibition werewolves in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a sucker for cool. those kind yeah. of punny names. You know? That was we hadn't brought it up before, but I do really like that. It's very clever. The uh, yeah. the title of the book. That was the first thing I noticed. Is, you know, before yeah. I even knew who Donny Cates was, I saw this book come out and I was like, <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, well, yeah, um, the Father Landry thing that you mentioned, I think, was it was fascinating. I think that's really um, – I liked the book before and then when they did that, I was like, oh, this is provocatively interesting. This yes. sort of emotional interplay between the two of them and why Bartlett does it because he had been abandoned and he's like, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's out of kindness and then Landry accepts it, you know, accepts the outstretched hand. Um, and I don't know yeah. if that continues uncontentiously, but, uh, it was cool. Yeah. It's interesting to follow that through in, in, uh, volume two. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. 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 That was, that was one of the major things, you know, the, the, the twist of who the killer was, mm-hmm. was fine. Mm-hmm. That scene That's is the, the one choice. that made me love the book. Yeah, the, yeah. The scene um, with Bartlett and Landry yeah. was the one that was like, oh, we're doing something a little a little different here, and I mm-hmm. really enjoy this. You know, it, Especially when you're dealing with generational trauma and two different families who've been at war for no – you know, mm-hmm. for a, a reason, right, yeah. that we find out in volume two. With the, did we find out in volume not one? Not in volume one, at least okay. what started it off. Maybe not what yeah. kept it going, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's the it's got an emotional core to the book that I find surprising. It's a good comic. It's a very yeah, good comic, yeah. and I, I like. Um, I recommend Moonshine. Is like same kind of book ish, um, but, but that's drawn by Eduardo Riso, which means it's artwork it, it's, is. I like I, I didn't have the same kind of emotional connection to Moonshine than this, but more so Donny Cates is. Uh, Baby Teeth is actually a really good companion book to this, um, which is another one of those cute title names. It's essentially just a single mother who finds out her her unborn is uh, the Antichrist, and oh. a lot of people want to kill it, but she's like, no, it's, but it's my baby. So she's yeah. on the run with the Antichrist, uh, and it's it's a really fun book too. Surprising. Cool. Baby Teeth. Yeah, I read the first issue of this uh, for the podcast when it first hit like a decade ago or whatever. <laughs> um, and I remember the only thing I really remember from it is that the woman is going through labor. And she's on her way to the hospital and she's going through labor. And each one of the contractions creates a earthquake. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's yeah. the, yeah, because it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, on that over. note, uh, that little demon show that I've mentioned in uh, What You've Been Up To This Week mm-hmm. has been really cool, similarly, about an Antichrist and has been surprisingly, like, moving a story forward. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, because you could easily just do, like, 
antichrist in suburbia and just do different things every week that but return to the same setting and uh, it has not been doing that and i think it's holding up even more now than when i reviewed this is it. the this is the aubrey plaza cartoon yeah danny devito and lucy devito plays you know his daughter plays his daughter the uh antichrist on the show um yeah oh right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and aubrey plaza is her mom is her mom yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I watched a, an episode or two because Ray has it on in the shop. Yeah. Um, we, we cycle through um, – uh, what, what's that show called? Say, what is it? Little Demon. Little Demon. Um, the Over the Garden Wall. Oh, I love that. Is a oh, good it's one. so good. Yeah. I haven't but seen it, anyway. in, I think, since it came out, but – oh, I loved it. It's all, it, it always winds up on our TV in October. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we hit the dusty trail? No. Good book. Everyone should yeah. pick it up. What's? Yeah. 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 Pick it up. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested, Donny Cates, Lissandro Estherin, and this is called Redneck Volume <clears throat> One: Deep in the Heart. I am smack in the middle of Volume Two. I just read Volume One today, and immediately I just kept reading mm-hmm. until the podcast. So, um, yeah, check it out. Uh, all right, guys. Um, we, are, we told you everything you need to know, right? We're not here next now. week. We'll see you November 2nd. November Yeah, November 2nd, 2nd, which is a Wednesday. Wednesday, November 2nd. Wednesday Pay night. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put details on our social medias. Uh, if you don't follow, follow. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, jump on. Uh, and we'll give you as many details as we want to. Just be here. Yeah. So 8.30, yeah. right? That's we were... We'll say 8.30. Uh, we'll, we'll say 8.30, yeah. is. And if it changes the next week, we'll let you guys know. But it's looking yes. like 8.30. Folks. Oh, it, All right, guys. Thanks for, hang- yeah. thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. And we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.